Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of the Off the Hinges podcast. This week we have our spooktacular Halloween episode. And why do we have that episode? Because it's our show and not yours. And here we talk about what we want to talk about. I'm Marcus. Co-host, Brandon, how are we doing? Good, how are you doing? Good, man. Halloween time. I love it. You know, on the way home from from work, there's this house that I passed that has a full Japanese-style dragon on their front yard, and it's pretty kick-ass. Hmm. I'm not all about the, the Halloween decorations, but that thing's cool. I put that thing in my front yard. Right, yeah. When I grew up, you didn't decorate for Halloween. And that's like a trend in the past yeah, 10 years or so. People decorate for Halloween. Lights up for Easter and stuff like that. I mean, it's cool, I guess. Maybe it's a form uh, of escapism. You know, people want to get away from their Monday lives. That's why video games are so popular. People want to have something to look forward to besides going to work, coming home, and looking forward to die every week. Right. I, I, I do know that during the coronavirus craziness, well, it's still going on now, this crap, but I, I do know a lot of people, especially uh, I saw this in, in the neighborhood that we live, that, that uh, people were putting Christmas lights up just to cheer people up just for the sake of putting Christmas lights up in April, just to cheer people up. <laughs> so lights cheer people up. It's a you know proven fact, I guess. Cheer me up. I love Christmas lights any time of year. But I will say that uh, recently in our local Mega Mart, I'm not going to say the name I don't like, but uh, you, we can all guess what that is. They're playing Christmas music in October. I mean, seriously. It's a little early. There's nothing sacred. I say you're good to go on the Christmas music once Thanksgiving's over. At 12.01 a.m., roll the Christmas music. Prior to that, go fuck yourself. Uh, I, mean, I mean, truly. I, we have Halloween. We got Thanksgiving. Okay, then we'll deal with Christmas. I mean, why are we skipping over two holidays? It's not time for that yet. So... You know, I tune it out. I'm not there yet, man. And, and my, my wife listens to Christmas music early. Uh, she's been known to listen to it. I politely ignore that. I save it for the one month out of the year, really enjoy it, and then uh, I let it go. Hey, personal preference, though. That's just me. It's not right or wrong. But this, this show is about opinions. That's my opinion, though. Opinions and facts. You know, today we're going to deal with more or less, I'd say, opinion rather than fact. Because you can't really have an opinion on it. I guess you could if you break it down. But today I wanted to talk about it's Halloween time. Let's talk about something that revolves around Halloween. And a symbol of Halloween is life after death. So I want to talk a little reincarnation. I love it. I love it. So, something of a something of a foreign topic to us Westerners, uh, something of a, obviously a taboo subject. The farther east you go, it's less and less taboo. It's more, more mainstream, more understood. But I don't think because it's a, uh, a taboo subject here, I, I don't think that invalidates it. I, mean, I don't think that makes it any, any less plausible. 
just because we're less familiar with it. I mean, truly. I mean, America is all about having the freedom to, to practice what you want to practice. And I think that reincarnation is within that realm. I've read recently a lot about Sikhism. Sikhism. Mm -hmm. I apologize if I am saying that wrong. I am not well-versed. I just enjoy reading up on the topic. I have a couple stories to share with you. And essentially what Sikhism is, is the idea that your soul gets reincarnated over and over and over again. Every time it gets reincarnated, you are supposed to be moving more towards being united with God, right? The, the whole step of you getting reincarnated is you're, you're cleansing of your soul of all the impurities, of all the wants and the needs of the flesh. And once you have gone through the cycles and you no longer have the wants and needs of the world, you are then united with God. And I think it's pretty cool. I think it's very cool. Regardless of what you believe in, there's definitely some cool stories out there. You know, I got one for you. If it were, you could regard it as almost fact. So it's a deal with facts, but there is no facts. You know, there, there's rarely facts in, in religion. There's just stories passed down from generations. Mm -hmm. So I got a cool one for you. You want to no, hear it? I love it? it. I love it. Love stories. All right. So here's a story of a reincarnated boy who solved his own murder. That sounds interesting. This is interesting. Allegedly, a three-year-old boy from Golan Heights, which is near Syria, was born with a red birthmark on his head. He claimed this was from the murder of his previous life. Physician Dr. Eli claims to have investigated the story. He took the boy from city to city in Israel until the boy recognized the village. He walked around the town for quite some time before approaching a strange man. And he said to this man, I used to be your neighbor. We had a fight and you killed me with an ax. Then the boy led the doctor and the accused man to a spot where he claimed to have been buried. When they dug it up, a skeleton was found in the ground with a wound to the skull corresponding to the boy's birthmark. The man he accused eventually confessed to having murdered his neighbor four years prior. Mm. If you're trying to indulge in facts, how could he possibly know? That's, that, that's it. You know, right. how could you possibly know that? And yes, that, that sounds very uh, Stephen King-esque. Sure it does. Sure it does. But art imitates life, imitates art, and so on. Not all those things can be false, in, in, in my opinion. Here's a theory. Here's a potential theory. I just thought of it. What if one of the other neighbors seen the murder? but was afraid to tell anybody with the, with the impressions of the possibility of 
him himself being murdered. So had a kid waited for years and concocted a story for the kid to be ratting out the guy to the police in order for him to get justice because he was a fear for his own life. Is that a possibility? Mm-hmm. Sure it is. Sure it is. That do we know when that happened? They did not. I did not give. Mm. There's no date on it. Well, that's obviously not two thousand years ago. It's 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 recent history. But these stories exist across the world. This this is nothing new. The the idea that somebody bears some sort of marking from a previous life, some sort of memory from a previous life. There are hundreds, thousands of these cases that have been documented. If you look into someone, I'll give listeners, I'll give you a name. The person you want to look into is Dr. Ian Stevenson. He's the guy, Dr. Ian Stevenson. Write that down. Bookmark it, baby. Look into it. He's now deceased uh, in the mid-2000s, but uh, he was known for researching, researching, researching this documented hundreds if not thousands of cases of studying reincarnation of interviewing people interviewing children that had experience of past lives these kids remember things these kids say things they give dates times facts figures that how in the world else would they know how do you explain that there's too many coincidences to be nothing in my opinion when we look at it what physical evidence do we have of what happens in the afterlife? If somebody knew they'd be famous, right? The only thing we have is books, teachings, passed down through generations, right? There's only one thing we know for sure. And at least I believe that there is a God and my evidence is the beauty in the world around us. Right now, I don't exactly mm-hmm. want to get into religion talk, where we're just talking about, you know, our Halloween reincarnation episode. So I got another one for you, which is personally my favorite story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lay it on me. Okay, so you might not know the name of Dorothy Edie, and if you studied Egypt and dealt in Egyptian affairs, you might know the name Omseti. Dorothy Eady and Amsetti are one of the same. Born in 1904 as Dorothy Eady, when she was younger, had an accident down a flight of stairs. The parents called the doctor in, and the doctor held a mirror and a feather up to her mouth like they would back in the day, and pronounced her dead. They took her up to her room, laid her down, and they were downstairs discussing arrangements. While this was happening, they heard noise from upstairs, went upstairs, and found her playing in her room after she was already pronounced dead. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so then, to her parents, she kept on asking, asking them, just said, telling them that she wanted to go home. She would have cries and fits in public just telling her parents she wanted to go home. 
they would sit her down and explain to her, this is your home. Sometimes she would talk in a heavy Egyptian accent and her parents thought that it was just some aftermath of the accident. I don't know how long you want me to make this story, but it is quite amusing. I suggest people mm -hmm. go out and research and look up the life of Almsteady. Apparently she claims to be the reincarnation of a priestess in the temple of Seti the first. That's why she took his last name. Mm -hmm. Throughout the years, she eventually wound up in a museum where they had, it, this was in London. She eventually went to a museum where they had Egyptian relics and she starts telling her family, these are my people. She started swearing at the people for wearing shoes uh, in front of the gods. And she would run up the pictures and say, this is where I'm from. So they eventually found the tomb of Seti. They put her in these rooms that had paintings on the walls. They asked her to describe the paintings before she'd seen them. She then described the paintings. Exactly, to a T. When they were excavating the ruins, she would say, this isn't right. There's supposed to be a garden here. And they would dig it up and they would find evidence that there was a garden there. Some of the stuff, in my opinion, is undeniable. She was said to have been a sleepwalker and would write in hieroglyphics while she was sleeping on different pieces of paper in which put together a story of a priestess that she claims to have been in the previous life. Before the tomb of Nefertiti was discovered, they were looking for it. They went to her. She pointed them in this direction, which all the other scholars, all the other crews said, no way it's here. Well, guess what? They found it. It was there. Exactly where she said it would be. Mm -hmm. And this isn't some, yes, she was born in 1904, but this isn't a long, drawn out, way back in the day thing. She passed away in 1981. So I've got to ask, mm -hmm. how is that in any shape or form deniable? Mm -hmm. And you're not talking about, it's, it's one thing to say, I have uh, dreams of something. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, dreams, I don't know. Okay, that's one thing. When you're giving dates, when you're giving times, facts, figures, explanations of things, when you're t describing things before uh, you've seen them, before you could have possibly seen them and described them, I mean, how, how is that even explainable? How can anybody in, are, are, are we saying we know how that was done? Um, not exactly. How could but that be done? How can you, how could it be done? How could you deny that there wasn't something else at play there? Any logical thinking human being, that doesn't make sense. She was telling them rooms of the temple that haven't even been excavated yet. How'd you know? How did she know? Like you could say with the last story, like, yes, 
maybe that situation I described in the beginning, maybe that's what happened. Maybe they coerced this kid into making up this elaborate story, and so he they could finally get justice for for the man that died. In this case, how do you do that? Do they have radars back then to tell you what's in the earth? And then even if they did, how do you know the paintings that are on the room? How? You don't. If those paint, if those chambers haven't been open for hundreds or thousands of years, how could you conceivably know that? I couldn't describe things that were in, you know, my grandma's house growing up or whatever, 30 years ago, talking thousands or hundreds of years ago. Any logical thinking person, hey, logically, how does that make sense? I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what your affiliation, whatever. You tell me why. If you're an atheist, if you're, if you're whatever you are, logically tell me how it's possible. I think reincarnation is seated in every religion at one point, whether it used to be and is no longer or just still is. You know, like the case of Sikhism. I think that's the 10th most popular religion in the world right now. Right, mainly in Indian countries. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't take away from it at all. Right, so how do you, I mean, she's an author. Mm -hmm. You could look up stuff that she's written. She was a huge advocate of reincarnation. And with that kind of knowledge of things that weren't even around and locations and all this other stuff, how do you get to the point where you're that accurate? You don't. That's far beyond chance. That's, that's, that's far beyond guessing. That's far beyond, uh, uh, you know, some sort of trickery. I mean, I'm, I'm skeptics could, could say it's some sort of trickery. That's one. That's an Emmy award-winning trick, if that's the case. Yeah. Because that's amazing. Now, don't get me wrong. the whole world, and no one's been able to prove it wrong. Don't get me wrong. I like the idea, if you were, I'm a Christian, I'm a Methodist. I like the idea. Idea, though of, of Sikhism yes the whole part of it is that you wind up with God but it it's not defined as which God right because no one knows the answer You're, you have your beliefs and you know where you've been at in this world so far everyone have their belief and I'm not taking away from any of that but I'm saying no matter no matter what you believe in I still think it's a, a good pure honest thing to want your soul and to be reincarnated over and over again to, to cleanse out and be the most pure version of yourself. Is that wrong? If you define reincarnation or, or reanimation, you know, that's, that's virtually what every religion is teaching. I mean, that's your Christianity. You're reincarnating. Uh, okay. So the, the details are, are somewhat blurry. You're talking of, uh, of ascending to a, to a non-body into a, a heaven, uh, realm, but you're still reincarnating. You're still reanimating. You're you're becoming something different. The life force is continuing. Jesus died and rose again. Was reincarnated into a different body, a, a, a spiritual body, and then that's the idea with Buddhism and some of the Eastern philosophies to to break the cycle of reincarnation to achieve the their nirvana and to to stop this you know, frivolous cycle of, of uh, death and rebirth, but to get to a point of enlightenment where that doesn't happen anymore. And that's, 
hopefully, uh, ideally, everybody's uh, on their last reincarnation now. This is the life that we achieve enlightenment. That's, that's the goal. And that should be everybody's goal. I, I mean, that's, hey, that's, that's blanket statement. That should be everybody. I mean, shouldn't that be everybody's goal? To be the best human being you can be, to live the best life possible, to say this one's going to be the one. Oh, I'm screwing up again. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm coming back for sure. I screwed up again. I think it's a noble thing to want to be the most pure version of yourself. You know, and you could say, I don't believe that because it's not part of my religion, but it really is seated almost in every religion, right? Because even if you take Christianity, you still have the, the belief of, you know, the Antichrist coming, right? And he's going to be essentially a reincarnated version of the devil. I just think, I, I like the idea to want to be the purest form of yourself. I think that's great. But the bigger question is, if I were reincarnated, what would I come back as? Mm -hmm. I think definitely a walrus. Have you seen You are beard? the walrus. <laughs> Paul McCartney's not the walrus. You are the walrus. Hey, that transcends any religion. The Dalai Lama. He said, my religion is kindness. That's it. This transcends, you're an atheist, you're whatever. Even if you're an atheist, don't you want to be the best person possible? I mean, who wants to set out to be a piece of crap? <laughs> Who's, whose goal is it to, to be a miserable, to, the, that hurts people and hurts themselves? Whose goal is that? What religion teaches that? I also like the thought of some religions saying that if, if you lead a bad life, you come back as a real shitty animal, like a dung beetle. Yeah, right. The the reincarnation to realms, man. I mean, there, there there is so much. I'd rather have these thoughts and have these patients than than not. Even though they're seemingly illogical, I don't think they are at all. Because I think we have to ask these questions. But a reincarnation into a lower form. I mean, wouldn't that make perfect sense in a way? Wouldn't that make perfect sense? Nature's version of karma. Right. Not as a and I, I love the quote that karma has no ears. So you can't rob a bank or murder somebody or cheat on your wife and say, okay, let, let me explain. No, it's the action. Just the action. Whatever that action is, equal and opposite reaction. More scientific fact. It's just what happens. It's just what happens. Is that a possibility that you'd be reincarnated into a lower life form that would be meant to suffer? You know, if you... If you go back to last week's show, where we talked about meat, the eating of meat versus vegetarianism, you know, obviously these animals that are in factory farms, they're suffering. I mean, every minute of every day, they're getting their tails cut off so they don't get infected. Uh, the chickens can't stand up because they're so pumped full of antibiotics. Their, their breasts are grown huge just to be harvested soon. Their lives suck. Their beaks are cut off. Look up the Matrix, folks. The Matrix on YouTube. But their 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 lives suck. That's a life of suffering. I do like Wouldn't a big breast. Appropriate. Yeah. I'm sorry. Two big breasts. I'm sorry. <laughs> you are a big breast. Absolutely. You are a boob. <laughs> now I know what you're thinking, guys. Who has the balls to start talking? Yes, we're talking about reincarnation, but who has the balls to start talking religion? Because no matter what you do, you're gonna anger somebody out there. And all I gotta say is. We do. It's our show. Right? We want to hear from you. If I pissed you off, let me know on Twitter. Send me a message. Not any death threats, please. 
but a message would be cool. Say, hey, fuckhead, you're wrong. I'll take it. Send me a message. We'll, let's talk about it. And tell, and tell us why. Why are we wrong? And there are people – yeah, religion is a very touchy subject. There are people you say the wrong thing, and you're really going to make somebody angry. And that, that, I know that. You know, truly, we're not putting down any religion, any belief system. But we're, we're taking it one step further. And we've got these case studies that, that are uh, seemingly undeniable. Uh, I've, I've got one, if the audience would like to hear one. I do have a very good case study. Come with me, if you will, for a little, a little trip, a little story. Eel, open up those e-holes. Now listen to this. Check this out. One of the most famous. This is the case of James Leninger. There was a book written about this. So it was called Soul Survivor, the Reincarnation of a World War II Fighter Pilot. Long story short, James Leninger, an American child who at age two began having intense nightmares of a plane crash, then described being an American pilot who was killed when his plane was shot down by the Japanese. He gave details that included the name of an American aircraft carrier, the first and last name of a friend who was on the ship with him, a location and other specifics about the fatal crash. His parents eventually discovered a close correspondence between James' statements and the death of a World War II pilot named James Houston. And on and on this goes. I mean, th th this kid started having these nightmares right around his second birthday. He kept screaming. He's having bad dreams. Details about boats, details about ships, saying the Japanese shot him down, saying that as a child. Instances of him giving extreme details, saying things his parents would ask, what kind of plane did, did, uh, did you flew? A Corsair. He'd say specifically a World War fighter plane. The name of the boat was the Natoma. Specifically name that. Parents researched. Sure enough, it was real. I, I mean, on and on this goes. He's giving names. Uh, names of people. Dates, times. Uh, these are things that are, that are, that are beyond coincidence. How, how do you explain that? I don't know if you can. Even, even this goes farther. Uh, this James Houston's sister, Anna. James Leninger, this little boy. She met the little boy. She believes. He's a reincarnation of her brother. She believes that. Looked her up, talked to her, 84 years old. He talks to her. He's naming off things that only he would know. And that's, that, that's, that's craziness. How do you pass off that knowledge? Yep. Right? Like you have cases of him and, and of Am Sedi. It's just undeniable. Just undeniable. He, he talks to her. He talks to the sister, and then they're, they're, they're having a conversation about things that happen, dates, times, details. She's filling in blanks. She's saying things that make sense. Oh, that's what he was saying. Oh, that makes it. Well, that's true because that's actually what happened, or this happened. Stories about how the plane was hit, a direct hit on the nose. Quote, all I could see were pieces falling into the bay. Knew all about it. Sister comes along and said, yep, yeah, that's what I heard too. Oh, the big question here is, is what I'm saying. Why would some, what are you, what are you getting? 
what are what are the if you faked all this and, and pulled the most uh, elaborate hoax in the world what are you gaining How, what do you what are you gaining what what's what's the ploy here to be in a newspaper for a day be talked about on a podcast okay i'm right okay great i'm on dailymail.co.uk okay great whatever why would you go through years and years and years and put your kid through this just to have a stupid hoax? But Google that for sure. There are case studies of this. The case of James Leninger. Now, there are some religions that believe that when you die, you die, right? But if it's the case of an extreme death, leaves the body open to possession from another spirit. What the parents of Amsedi believed is that she did die, and the spirit of this priestess still lingering around, right? Because the whole premise behind it is that the priestess killed herself because Seti got her pregnant, and you cannot be a priestess and be pregnant. So to save him, to save his reputation, took her own life. Like I said, there's some religions that believe that it's a form of possession, that that soul left the body, the body wasn't done yet, and another soul jumped in. In the spirit of Halloween, here it is. Mm-hmm. That would be an excuse to, on why so much information is known. But I'm not 100% sure. Right? Because Amsedi, sleepwalking, wrote hieroglyphics. Just scribbles on a paper. She couldn't read hieroglyphics yet. Just scribbled. Her parents thought it was nothing. Turned out to be hieroglyphics. That tell her story subconsciously well, doing it mm -hmm. nothing is nothing i can scribble pieces of paper scribble crap on a piece of paper right now. it's nothing but something is something if you're writing something down let's say people in churches speaking in tongues okay okay making sound okay great if you're really speaking a language i'm listening if you can document that's a language if you can document you're writing some dead language or some hieroglyphic or some uh, crazy factual thing and not just making sounds or scribbles that's a whole different game here number one being a little girl how would you know which you know, being in england which accent to pull off one number two visiting a museum for the first time and yelling at people to take off their shoes in front of the statues of the gods how would you know that? Even if your parents were, if your parents were Egyptologists, you might pick that up. But how does a young kid fake a perfect accent? Mm -hmm. You could study that accent for years and not get it spot on. For years. How does one kid take you to a tomb that's not even excavated yet and tell you the paintings on the wall? You can make logic to the other and make connections to the other things like, you know, the, the accent and the, the knowledge of Egyptian culture. But how do you do the paintings? 
how do you know where parts of your plane went down? You know, how do you know your sister's your sister's likes and that the I mean, you've talked to people before. You could people barely give a conversation with someone they don't know at Walmart, right? You can instantly tell these people are just making small talk. But talking to his sister when he supposedly had died and carrying on a conversation, if anybody, that sister would be able to tell you right now, that's not him. But knowing information that he did, you can't put that two and two together. You're knowing specific information. You're corroborating stories that, like how the, how the plane was hit, things that she heard uh, from other people that were there 50, 60, 70 years ago. And you're saying the same thing. You're, 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 you're adding pieces of the, of the same story. I mean, I could see if you do that, if you read somebody's biography, or if you, you, you know, I read whatever, Donald Trump's biography, and then I got, I talked to him, and I, I read, you know, and I'm making up this BS story, and it's, see, I, I see you were born in wherever, and I, I was there. Uh, I mean, come on. There's only so far that can go. You're talking, this, there was no story published about this. This isn't some public knowledge. This isn't some movie star. It's an isolated case, and this kid knows everything about him. All I can say, my only conclusion to any of this is a, a form of universal intelligence that is accessible uh, to all of us, that, that is inside all of us, that, that, that is all of us, that is accessible to all of us. Uh, how else could you explain that? A, a universal global consciousness. And in terms of the continuation of life or a life force. Uh, why is that so taboo? Why is that so crazy? You want to get down to scientific fact. What's the law of conservation of mass say? Mass can neither be created nor destroyed, although it may be rearranged in space. I mean, so you can't destroy matter. You can't create matter. It's just rearranged. So rearranged, reincarnated. Bounce from back, back and forth. How do you explain? How, how else? I think at the end of the day, if you really ponder that, I think that's more logical than any other explanation out there. Whatever you believe in, that's fine. You can believe in whatever you want to be in. We are offering some suggestions here of something that might be a possibility in our Spookfest Halloween episode. You know, I love it. I, I, my, my two cents. I absolutely think that. I absolutely think that there is, if if you just think that if you want to go the Christianity route, because you can make this point with virtually any religion, you know, if you go the Christianity route, that you could say we were made in God's image, you know, and that's in the Bible. So, you know, we have to think of ourselves. Is 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 a piece of God. If you think of yourself, not that you're separate from God, but that you, you are God. You know, not that you're, you're not the big cheese. You're not the God. You know, but you, you are of God. That that's kind of a hard concept to think. But I always liken that to the idea: you take a glass of water, you take a glass and scoop up a glass of the ocean. Is that the ocean? Yeah is what's in the glass you know is, is that the atlantic ocean in the glass yes is it the atlantic ocean 
No, I can't sail a boat inside the coffee mug, inside the glass. But what's in there is the ocean. It's a, it's a, we're a, a glass of God, as, as Wayne Dyer put it, to think of it that way. And our minds can be opened exponentially when we start to think, think of things that way. And uh, uh, Wayne Dyer, another uh, huge inspiration of mine, he said that you know, we, we think of this life as a parentheses in eternity. That there is no definite start date. There is no definite end date. God is shapeless, formless, sexless, faceless. It's everything and nothing. And even to call God a he is a, is a disservice, you know, because God is both, God is neither. So this is just a continuation. That's, that's how I view things. And if you're listening to our show and continuing to listen to our show, you know we're all about not saying something's right, not saying something's wrong, but the point of having an open mind, having an open conversation, and learning from one another. Right? So we're not saying that what we believe is what you should believe. You should believe what you want to believe. But you should have your mind open into other possibilities. There's only one way to know. And that's to go. And guess what? We're all going to find out. And <laughs> And most likely, if you use a logical thinking brain, we probably already found out plenty of times before. <laughs> you know, Plato, Socrates, many other of historical great figures believe in reincarnation. These are great minds. These are some of the greatest minds that humanity's ever produced. And the logical thinking mind says, you know what? This kind of makes sense this just makes sense now is, is somebody reincarnated every single time uh you tell me there's the caste system in hinduism you could be reincarnated as in a, a poor family uh, you're you're just stuck in that uh in that rut basically your entire life no matter what you do uh you could be born into a rich family uh, you know, like social mobility of uh, uh, the spirituality version, you know, there's kind of like no way out of where you are. That's kind of a, a more strict belief. Do I disagree with that? Uh, who knows? Look at the world. There are people that work very hard and the system keeps them down. Sure. There are examples of people that, that rags to riches. Sure there are. It's a big world and it's an even bigger universe. And I think we all need to realize that. So the other day I had a conversation with myself <laughs> because of the whole the mm -hmm. idea of karma and said, you know what? I'm not a bad person, but what the hell did I do in my previous life that it's just dumping all that karma on me now? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, if I'm using, mm -hmm. if I'm using that thing, then yeah, maybe, maybe next time I'll be born wealthy. Maybe next time. My dad can give me a small loan of a million dollars and I can be president one day. A small loan of only a million dollars. Now, I will give you a statistic that statistically speaking, you know, suicides are going to be much higher among those that are wealthy. Look that up, folks. Look that up. The, Basically, the more money you have, now why is the that? much more likely to kill yourself. Is that because people in, I guess you should say, lower poverty standards 
have the ability to or gain coping mechanisms to allow them to do so. And, you know, if you're part of the wealthier class, you had stuff handed to your whole life, you don't know how to deal with adversity. And then all of a sudden you're hit with adversity. All of a sudden you're hanging yourself up in the closet. Right? Do you think that has something to do with it? Maybe the wealth comes from experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look at that in different, in, in different minorities. That these minorities in this country, especially, have 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 always been kept, in, and they're used to not making it, and they're used to struggling. And when somebody who's not a minority in this country, you know, we've got our white males that rule everything, they've got much more vested in the system. And when things go wrong for them, it's a catastrophic failure because they've never faced that before. But someone who's grown up in the projects and they're of color, uh, they're used to that every day because that's all they're handed. So, sure. That's perfect logic to me. All right, everyone. So, no matter what you believe, no matter if it's Christianity, Hinduism, Sikhism, you know, as I've recently read about, no matter what you believe, there's religions all over the world. It's up for you to decide only you yourself can tell you what's right. And if you disagree with us on our podcast or you have anything you want to say, I know there's a group of listeners who listen to us every Wednesday overnight. Like Ritual, I pop out that episode and boom. Thank you guys very much for doing that. I would like to you know, get to know you guys and Brandon would too. So do me a favor. Just send us a message on our Instagram or our Facebook page. Let us know a little bit about you. People, feel free to get in contact with us. Your opinion does matter to us. You know, and Brandon is going to tell you where to reach out to us here in a moment. Yes, so we, we do read every piece of correspondence. We read all messages. If you're okay with it, we'd love to read what you say on the show. We, we would love to hear from you. Please check us out. Facebook, Off the Hinges Podcast. Twitter is at Off the Hinges PC. We're always hashtagging that truth seeking. We did a lot of that today, more truth seeking. Instagram is Off the Hinges. Check us out there. Off the Hinges Business at gmail.com is how to email us. If you want to privately email us, business inquiries, please. We're on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. So you know where to find us. And that's pretty much everywhere. And thank you so much for listening. Even if you don't want to be on the show, send us a message. You know, we'd love to hear from you guys. Love to hear your thoughts, what you like about the show, what you dislike the show. If you've been with us from the beginning, you know, it's more or less our show, and you might be included in that. You know, it could be yours too. You know, so please, if you like us, give us a like, share it with your friends, share it with your neighbors, share it with your fucking dog walker. Just hmm. give it a share. <laughs> give us a share or, or listen while you're walking the dog listen while you're let, let, give Fido some headphones already put us mm -hmm. in his e-holes he'll enjoy us he'll love us we'll give him treats for his ears mm -hmm. <laughs> but let us know you know send us a message and we'd love to hear from you if you don't want to be on the show that's fine if you think you're shy or you think you we wouldn't care about what you have to say you are wrong send us a message let us know we'll be happy and very excited to hear from you. Thank you very much, everybody. It's been a great show. We've had some interesting discussions here. Truth-seeking. I think that 
pretty much sums our show up. Today, we're spiritually truth-seeking. I just got to say that, the uh, again, thanks so much for keeping an open mind. And please, let us know your thoughts. Let us know your experiences. And people out there have experiences like this every day, and they're afraid to talk about them. Well, we don't judge. We, we'd love to hear it, and we, we, uh, we want to get your thoughts as well. It's your show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, guys. And if the world is played with one thing right now, it's ignorance. Keep an open mind and let other people's experiences help shape yours. Thank you, everyone. And just take that little hint and have a great night. And we'll see you next week. Bye, folks.